I'm Megan Kerr, mindset coach and meditation teacher. This podcast is here to help you unwind self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome and overwhelm so you can step into the confident leader you were born to be. Women, it is time to bring your purpose into the world in an impactful way without sacrificing your well-being. Are you ready? Let's begin. Self-doubt and your purpose. So we're going to link in our purpose and how that's helpful with overcoming or not letting self-doubt stop us doing what we want to do. So the first thing to do is to get really clear about purpose. And I like to look at purpose from the framework that I was taught that I found really, really helpful through the study of psychosynthesis. And I was doing my counseling training within the Institute of Psychosynthesis here in New Zealand. And something that really, really stuck with me, probably because at that time, how long ago was it? So like 25 years ago, I was really seeking my purpose. So I'd come out of a long phase of illness. I spent, you know, that decade in my 20s, chronically ill with Crohn's disease. And I was just coming out the other side and I'd been through a whole lot of healing and trauma work and all the rest of it for myself. And that was really, really helpful for my well-being, mental, emotional, physical. And I was at that stage of, but what is my purpose in this world? And I really, really wanted to understand it clearly. I wanted to have it so I could, you know, have it as that sentence. I knew what my purpose was. And so that was a little bit of a struggle for me. And You know, I learned through that training, the counseling training within psychosynthesis, some really important things around purpose. And one thing that really stayed with me that Asagioli, who was the founder of psychosynthesis, an Italian, he's an Italian psychiatrist in the early 1900s, so interesting to me because he talked about when you're working with clients and so that for me at that time that would have been thinking about working as a counsellor in a counselling role yes you're looking at what's not working for them you're looking at the issues and the blocks and the challenges the pathology that's showing up but his viewpoint was and the way we were taught was to focus also on the client's purpose or their emerging purpose because the idea around that is that if you are connected with your purpose if you have that drive inside you you know that that feeling that knowing that I am doing this I am meant to do this this is part of my life's journey my soul's work that when you become connected with that you become less focused on your pathology, on your blocks, on what's hard, on what's really difficult, on your suffering. And so then because the focus shifts away from trying to fix what's broken in me and my focus moves more into, okay, so as this very much a human being and that We're never going to be 100% perfect. That's just unachievable. It's really not relevant to aim towards that because it's not possible and it's not part of being human. So if you shift your focus onto showing up with my purpose, whatever that is, and I'll talk about that in a minute because I know that's a sticking point for many people, then it's going to shift me away from focusing on what doesn't work for me 
what I'm suffering with, what my blocks are, what I think is wrong with me. So this was a very important piece of our counseling training in terms of the framework, in terms of the foundational structure. But it's just also bloody good advice for life, isn't it? I really think it is. Because I know I went through that stage of really trying to fix myself when I had Crohn's disease. If I could just sort the trauma out, if I could change my beliefs and change my thoughts as well as change my physical body, then I know I would heal. You know, that was the wish and the dream. Well, the thing is, I did heal physically and I did somewhat heal a lot of the trauma and a lot of the psychological stuff that was really, really difficult for me way back then. But I never 100% healed it. Of course, we know this as adults, as people that are, you know, lived a life that we don't get to that place of perfection. And so really the evolutionary tract for us as humans is to accept that that is so, and that is the case. And then when we let go of that, when we let go of trying to be perfect, trying to fix all of my blocks and my issues and my pain and what's wrong with me and my inherited trauma and we focus on how can I help? How can I help others? How can I serve? Then what happens with all of that stuff is it it just goes into the background. It becomes more of a background issue and actually it gets put in its rightful place. I have found this really helpful in my life And I have found this really helpful in my business because very often when we launch into our business, showing up with our purpose, even if we're not 100% in what our purpose is, but we're showing up anyway, we want to help people, we want to serve, then what is the next thing that shows up for us? It's self-doubt. It's imposter syndrome. It's fear of being visible. And then we may try and go and try and fix the self-doubt, get rid of the imposter syndrome. But the reframe that I want to offer in this podcast is that actually lean more into your purpose, lean more into why you're so passionate about this little piece that you are adding to our collective, whatever your purpose is. This piece that if you see it out in the world, that it breaks your heart and you know that you have the skills or you're gaining the skills, you have the experience, you have the education to help people to overcome this for themselves and very likely you've gone through the same thing. So rather than leaning into try and fix the self-doubt, the way to fix the self-doubt ironically is to kind of carry it along with you as you go. Lean into your purpose lean and to remind yourself why you're so passionate about whatever it is that you do or you want to do or you want to bring into the world really lean into that and find a way to bring that into the world start taking action with it and yes the self-doubt will be there but what the the reframe does is it really helps us understand that that's actually okay And that's a normal part of bringing our thing, whatever our thing, our purpose is, into the world of helping others, is that self-doubt is there. And even if it comes along for the ride, you can turn the volume down on it by leaning into what you're so passionate about and what you want to help people with. And then what happens is a year down the track, 
and you look back on what you were outputting, how you were talking about your work, how you were showing up with your work, how you were helping people, and you realize how much you've grown. And then you can hold that mirror up to self-doubt and you can show it. And you can say to self-doubt, hey, look, this is where I was a year ago. This is where I am now. I know, yes, I know, I've still got a long way to grow and a long way to evolve. And that's okay. Because I'm helping and you are helping the people that are at the exact right place in their journey for what it is that you offer. And those are the people you should be focused on. Not on the people that you can't help. Not on the self-doubt that arises because it's sure to arise when we evolve and we grow. Don't focus on that. Focus on the people that you want to help that are showing up, that are saying, hey, I need some help with this. And inside your heart, inside your skill set, you know that you can help them with it. That is a big reframe that we can take to put self-doubt into the background. And the other side benefit of this is that because you're not looking to fix the self-doubt, because you're not letting it get in the way, like you're, you're instructing it to get in the background, you're pushing it into the background and you're taking action anyway, imperfect action is a million times better than no action at all. And that's where self-confidence comes from right? Self-confidence comes when we take action, when we learn we can do this stuff imperfectly, we can show up scared, we can show up not as concise, not as for me it's like I don't quite have the right words that I, I want to use, maybe I don't show up as with as much directness and presence as I want to when I first started teaching, but I show up anyway. And the way to get from zero to a hundred is to walk through each step of the way and not give up on yourself. And so rather than trying to grow self-confidence and wait for self-confidence to emerge before you show up, say it's on social media, you want to be on social media expressing what your service is and how you can help people, but you just don't feel confident enough. Well, the way to get confident enough is to make those small steps one foot in front of the other, do the work, show up, show up imperfectly, but show up. And that is how confidence grows. Self-doubt's in the background, confidence is growing because you've made a decision to not let self-doubt, lack of confidence, stop you from taking action. And yes, it burns when people offer unsolicited advice, feedback, criticism. It doesn't feel good. And especially if you're a heart-centered, intuitive person, you're feeling all the feelings. You're feeling the good feelings. You're feeling the bad feelings, the uncomfortable feelings. I'm thinking back to times when it's really burned for me. But what happens when you go through that? is that you come out the other side stronger. You come out the other side more resilient. And when it does burn, you know, say if unsolicited feedback or feedback, solicited or not, it burns, it hurts, you will grow through that. And you will look from the other side. If you, you know, let yourself feel the feelings, don't abandon yourself, stay with it, 
notice if you slip into people pleasing and bring yourself back from that you will look back on that and and be like oh I survived it yeah it hurt but I survived it and if that were to happen again I would survive it again of course it hurts we're human we want to stay connected our brain longs for praise for good thoughts and good responses from people because that's part of its survival mechanism so when we get the opposite it's very threatening for our brain and and our survival mechanism it gets really triggered but again we put it in its place and you look back on it in a few weeks or months and go oh yeah that that hurt but I grew from it and I'm a stronger person for it and I'm not going to let it stop me from moving forward so rather than trying to figure your purpose out and we use purpose as a way to describe this impetus to be out in the world helping people in a very particular way and you know we figure that out along the way but rather than having to really define my purpose you know I am this or I do that or I'm here to do this lean into what lights you up how you want to help people how you can help people with your skill set, your education, your experience, and go and do that thing. You might not be able to put your purpose into words. I don't even know if I can. I don't even know if I can put my purpose into words right now. But I know that I am living my purpose with each client that I speak to and I coach and I support with each human being that I communicate with, that I share my experience with, that I support on their journey, I'm living my purpose. So moving away from trying to seek a label for my purpose is, and moving into actually living your purpose. What is it that is happening in this world that I can see needs changing, needs fixing is broken that I can do something about because we can't do something about everything we can only do something about maybe one thing in our community in our world what is that one thing that I have the passion for that I have the heart for that I have got the skill set for or I can develop the skill set for and then go and do that and as you're doing that And whether that's through your business, through volunteer work, through your family, through another business as an employee, you show up in your purpose through the connection and through the support and through the inspiration that you offer other people. And when you do that, when you step into that, so don't wait, let your interest lead you when you do that then your self-doubt becomes less important. Even if I think about myself now, maybe I still have self-doubt. I do. Every time I grow into a next level with my business, with my offerings, self-doubt arises time and time again. But what has changed so dramatically is that I no longer let it hold me back. And so it doesn't feed my procrastination anymore I don't get caught in inertia in procrastination I just go forward and do it scared do it anyway and as we said step by step your confidence 
grows as a result of that. So one last piece around self-doubt. Take those two words, hyphenated, not hyphenated, self and doubt, right? So doubt is in our head. It's part of our mind. And doubt is very closely related to fear, which is less of a thought and more of a feeling. Fear is more of a feeling, maybe our heart, our nervous system. So doubt and fear are closely related, but they occur probably at different levels of our psyche. And self-doubt, if we shift the focus from self to other, then doubt goes into the background. The reason we have self-doubt so strongly is because we're focusing on ourselves, our lacks, where we think that we don't meet some criteria. When we shift our focus away from ourself and onto other, then doubt becomes smaller and smaller and smaller and into the background. So that's really key. If you're showing up to do a talk and you're really nervous, very often your focus will be on yourself. What do they think of me? Am I going to F up? Am I going to forget what I need to say? Are they not going to like me? All of those things that go through our brain very naturally when we go into public speaking because we're focused on ourselves. And that's a really helpful trick when we are speaking in front of a group is to focus on the group. Oh, I see that person there. I'm speaking to that person. I'm speaking to this person. I'm sharing some wisdom, some knowledge, some humor, and they're there because they want to hear you. They need what you're offering. Same for your business. Shift the focus off yourself and onto how you can help someone else, and you will find that your self-doubt will move into the background, will shrink down, and very, very importantly, will no longer hold you back from showing up. And then, my friend, what you're doing is you're living your purpose. It doesn't matter if we never, ever name our purpose in words, if we can't describe it in a succinct sentence. If we're living it, if it's growing with us, we are so on track. Get out in the world, try some things. If you don't know what you're passionate about, then try some more things. Yeah? All right, my friends, I hope that's inspired you to get out in the world, do your thing, serve people around you. If it's through the written word, through science, through art, through service, through coaching, through products that people love, there are a million ways people can connect to the divinity of life you just got to connect to your passion bring that out into the world and you're living your purpose doesn't matter what it's called you're living it it's you and you are it okay have an amazing week keep walking forward so much love to you and i'll talk to you real soon hey thanks for joining me on the podcast if you liked what you heard tell your friends share the episode it all helps to get this information into the hands of other people that can use it to really unwind people-pleasing, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, because we can do without that anymore, right? We need to step up, step in to being the leaders we were born to be.